0: You're listening to the 10th episode of the Scrubbing Unhappy podcast, where we remind you how to put one foot in front of the other in the moments when life serves you lemons. Say yes to happiness and take on even the most difficult days and still feel good while drinking your lemonade. If you never heard my voice before, I am Zuzana Mukumai, and I'm a coach, mentor, journalist, wife, mom, former pessimist turned into believing that every challenge or setback can be a gift. I am a woman who wants to be happy and I'm dedicated to helping you feel happy too, even when life is like a roller coaster. In this episode, I am talking to Enike Hayash. Enike is an integrative therapist dedicated to helping people who live abroad and are far from their supporting systems and culture. In her 16 years of practice, Enike worked with 46 nationalities and helped hundreds of expats. Living abroad her whole life herself, Anika truly has this love for supporting isolated and lonely expats. And because I love dedicating my podcast episodes to people who mean a lot to me, I would like to give a shout out to my friend of 20 years, Zdenia. We became friends at the high school and we are still friends up to now. And what is funny is that both of us run our own podcasts. Zdenia is a lawyer and he runs his podcast about law, which is completely different. But he helped me so much when I started this Screw being Unhappy podcast. And I wanted to say huge thanks to him for being my friend and for supporting me as his fellow podcaster. Thank you, Zdenia. I am so happy we have been friends for all these years and to the next 20, 40, 60. Now let's dive into it. Hi Enike, welcome to the Scrubbing Unhappy podcast and I am so excited to have this conversation and have you here today.
1: So good morning Susanna, Um, yes I was very excited to, uh, to try my first podcast with you. Um, we had a conversation before on, on Instagram, we did a live together and it was such a natural flow between us that I really look forward to continue our goal.
0: Yeah, and so let's uh, dive straight in. Uh, you were born uh, into a diplomat family in Hungary. You have lived in Vietnam, Italy, Netherlands uh, and Portugal. And right now, you are a therapist helping people who are abroad, far from their supporting systems, uh, far from their culture. So can you tell us a bit more about your story? How did you become a therapist and how your own personal experience played into all this?
1: Yes, um, um, uh, as you are telling already a bit of the summary of my story, I can hear myself. It is an international story indeed that really shaped my profession, but also my life. And it was kind of natural that I would start working with international people um, first. Indeed, I grew up in in Budapest in Eastern Europe, and um, um, then my father got a job in Vietnam. So. When I was 14, my first country where I ever arrived outside of my own country was Thailand. So can you imagine me being 14? I've only seen communist Eastern Europe before and I arrived Thailand and it was like, wow, this is just so impressive. The colors, the sounds, the, the buildings, the business, the, 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 all these different people. So I thought, okay, so this is how the world looks like. And I was so impressed that I knew from now on, I always want to travel and I want to see the world. Later on, my father moved to to Rome in Italy. And this was the first time when I visited his office because he he used to work for the United Nations. And I can still remember the day when I entered the, the reception hall of the United Nations and... I could see all those flags from all those countries and all those colorful people coming in, in their their cultural, you know, in their own culture, in their own clothes. And I was so impressed, like, wow, this is amazing that all these different people all work together. So then I decided, this is what I want to do. I want to work with with international people. And it wasn't a very easy road. to then become a therapist, because I tried to reach my goal in a different way. I first, I finished economics and I worked on international projects um, that were financed by the EU. And later on I moved to IT and I went to work for, for example, the national airport of the Netherlands. So I was really trying to find this international aspect, but really um, how I, I live my life now is actually the best way. Um, just to tell, so I worked in economics and I I worked in it, but somehow working with the computers, I found the people so much more interesting than the computers. So, um, I realized I wanted to do another study. So when I turned 30, I started actually studying psychology and, um, became a therapist myself. And I combined the two words. So becoming a therapist and using my interest, but also my international experience to translate therapy and mental health problems to not just to a unique person, but also to their cultural identity, where they come from um, and translate it to, to all these special aspects and that's that's where I that's that's my favorite puzzle so that's why I love to do this work Hmm. and in the meantime I work with 46 different nationalities so it keeps on challenging me every time Yeah, and I'm
0: completely uh, with you on this because I always uh, enjoy traveling and I wanted to explore the world and I'm so happy I am doing uh, the work which allows me actually to meet people from different culture. Even if I am sitting here in Zambia and not traveling at the moment, I'm still meeting so many people from across the world and that kind of makes me feel like I am traveling a bit. And because um, this episode is about therapy and why I invited you uh to the podcast is that I wanted to talk about like what is actually therapy what are the differences between therapy and coaching and why uh somebody can realize that oh maybe I need a therapist or maybe I need a coach and um even uh, when we are uh, in it, I feel like uh, I have lots of coaches around me. I'm sure you have lots of therapists around yourself. So for uh, when we are in it, it feels like it's something natural. But I think many uh, women, uh, many people still uh, might have that uh, image of therapists like going to some office, lying on a sofa and talking oh, yeah. <laughs> about childhood. So before we go a bit yeah. deeper, like, can you tell us a... Uh, in your way like what is therapy um like how is it still lying on the sofa and talking to dr (laughs) freud or is it something else
1: actually no that's that's really actually it's really important to talk about it so i like your question um in 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 certain cultures like look at the u.s it's people kind of understand meanwhile what therapy is but okay there are many many other countries who still think indeed that this is the old-fashioned way of um, the therapist having his cigar and analyzing you and knowing everything about you and making his assumptions and telling you how you should live your life. <laughs> so indeed, it's not about the couch anymore, even though I have one. Um, no, it's um, it's especially how I, I I practice therapy, but I can tell it about my uh, most of my colleagues, Modern therapy, let's say psychotherapy, is uh, giving a space, a, fa- a safe space, a warm space, like a warm blanket, where you are allowed to be who you are with all your thoughts and all your emotions. So it's really facilitating um, um, a, a setting in which you can dig deep to find your old emotions that are blocking your behavior or old patterns, um, and you had a question about what is then therapy compared to coaching or shall we go into that later?
0: Uh, we can go into that later, but I already saw we'll one later. thing, uh, which I yeah, like, me. I think coaching and therapy have a lot of in common, but you just mentioned like in uh, therapy, it's like kind of warm space, this comfortable blanket to go and dig deeper into your feelings, uh, your emotions from the past. Uh, and then I see coaching, it's more about focusing on future. Uh, but I think, I believe both of them actually work with the, the emotions and the patterns we have developed throughout uh, our life and trying to change it to what actually served on us. Am I
1: right? Yeah, yeah, because sometimes it's it's not even that people don't have their solutions. Sometimes they even know what to do um but they need someone who doesn't judge them who uh who can pull them up and tell them you can do it and i guess that's that's also one of the most important parts of being a coach right Susanna yeah Yeah, Uh, so basically i would say people come to a therapist sometimes with the same complaints that they might go to a coach um I see the difference indeed in approach, but I really think that both are extremely important and they can't be without, (laughs) to be honest. Or let's say um, the therapist cannot be without coaching. Mm -hmm. Maybe the coaching can be without therapy. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I do believe that also coaches need to sometimes look back at the past and understand where certain patterns come from, right? So I believe that there is a huge overlap between coaching and therapy and between the approaches of therapists. Um, I would say that um, the therapist will help you process old feelings and old emotions, understand them and help you heal from them. And um, that's why you can say it's a bit more past oriented. And we say coaching is a bit more present and future oriented, right? Like really um, holding someone's hand and, and motivate someone to make those practical steps of change. Mm. How uh, someone wants to see their future, how wants to, someone wants to live their lives. Yeah. So I would say that's, that's probably one of the biggest mm. differences. But yeah,
0: what I see and what I hear, and what you are saying also, like what is the most important it both is actually looking at the old patterns. We have the old patterns of thinking, old patterns of behavior, because if we are not happy now, like we probably created some patterns in the past. We are not conscious about them, right? But if we want to have different results for future we need to analyze it and kind of change it to thoughts or beliefs that serve us. Like the simple example can be, I can grab it from my own life. Like, then my entire life, I was thinking I'm ugly because that's what I was told. That's how I was uh, brought up. And uh, I lived my life thinking, I will never find a boyfriend. I'm not pretty enough. And all yeah. these things. And then if you really want to change your future, then you need to like go uh, deeper. And here, that's maybe the method will be different in therapy versus coaching. But you really need to see, like, do I still want to believe this or not?
1: Yeah, 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 that's very fair indeed and I believe that with coaching you can get really far um, and when do we need therapy, like now you told an example about yourself, let's tell an example about myself, for example, I, I went to, because of course I'm becoming a therapist, we went to therapy too, so um, I bring the complaint, um, okay, I would like to have a dog, my daughter would like to have a dog, but I'm afraid of dogs, so does it come from i mean how come i just suddenly am afraid of dogs so you see i could do it with some coaching with some exposure and 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 it could be helped but let's be honest the deeper reason of it is that i had a trauma with a dog when i was a kid so what therapy then does is really goes back um for example with emdr uh, it's a wonderful uh, tool and helps me process that old trauma And by processing that old trauma, um, the next step is that I can coach myself how to cope around dogs, how to get used to um, perhaps having one in my environment. So um, coaching is probably before and after therapy and therapy just digs deeper Mm -hmm. to uncover the deeper emotional Um, reason for certain patterns.
0: Yeah, actually like when you are talking about this, I have another yet another example because I I live abroad. I live thousands of kilometers from the Czech Republic. And since ever I started flying, I hated it. And I so I never liked flying, but I always kind of went on the plane. I survived the trip, but it was something like unpleasant. And now when my son got born, I I got like more anxious and for me really flying it's like kind of risk I don't know if I will survive it I'm like me I'm scared the plane will fall down so actually this I believe there is something deeper like in the past or um, I don't know this life previous lives I don't know Uh, But actually, like next week, I am having a session with a therapist to look at this because this is when I see Mm -hmm. like, this is when coaching is not helping because I think it's something deeper. That's exactly as you said with the having trauma with dogs. uh, Mm -hmm. So that's when therapy helps. And in my case, with the flying. So I'm actually really looking forward to that session with the therapist. It will be my first one ever. I'm planning to maybe make another podcast episode about the experience, how it will go. Nice. But nice. I think that's uh, that's important um, point yeah. to to mention that this is the difference between the um, coaching and therapy, and since yes. you. So,
1: sorry it's you, but uh, it's it's a very no, you, can, you can finish then i can ask the the next question yes 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 because it's 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 first it starts with a behavior pattern like a, a cognitive problem and you realize even though you try to change it or maybe you you already try to therapy, or you read about it but it still doesn't change so then indeed therapy can help you to process those fears that are deeper um, yeah. So therapy is not only for past traumas, maybe also traumas, but also to process fears. So there are certain tools in therapy that can help mm-hmm. with
0: that. Yeah. yeah, I'm looking forward. Right. to that to experience it on my own. And Enike, I wanted to ask since you mentioned you worked with over 40 nationalities uh, in your thirteen years of practice, thirteen or sixteen? Sorry. Ah, uh, it's meanwhile it's even seventeen. Seventeen. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, so you have a huge experience you have met so many people what are the most common challenges you help your clients with Uh
1: uh-huh yeah that's an interesting one um um, what would be the most common um at this moment i work with a lot of experts and um so you can say these are the expert challenges but typically what people bring to therapy is sometimes just the upper layer (laughs) so they come with loneliness um, don't know how to socialize or how to date, um, how to integrate in the local culture, how to keep their own identity, we talked about that last time together. Um, or sometimes they realize finally, now that I'm at peace, I have my career. Now I want to go back and understand things that happened in my past. So generally also work-life balance you know people mm-hmm. i mean especially experts have a lot of problems with burnouts um cross-cultural relationships so i would say the problems they come with are pretty general that experts in general can experience um i guess with the same topics might they might also arrive to you susana what do you yeah. think
0: I was like, actually about to say that yeah. it's, uh, it's very similar, uh, the topics similar. that arrive to me. And yeah. um, that's uh, now when uh, there is a woman listening and she's asking, oh, but do I need a therapist? Do I need a coach? So how do you know or when do you know that now this is the time when you could actually benefit from hiring a therapist?
1: Therapist or a coach, that's the Yeah. Idea. <laughs> Yes, um, that's an interesting one, because I do believe that people in general can solve their own problems and can deal with their own stress. And especially these days, there is so much social media, podcasts, self-help books available that you can get really far. Now, when do we go actually really to a professional is when we get stuck in the loop of soaps or when we are trying to change, but we realize you're not getting there you too lame to make the changes or just we really don't we know the steps but we just don't know how to start so that's when um yeah or or sometimes when we don't even know that we have a problem but we have all these physical symptoms so we are tired anxious stressed mm. empty so you can't really define what it is but you feel that you're not doing well so those moments are good to go to a professional to, to uncover what's the underlying problem or to the coach to help you actually make that first step. Um, so when when we feel that we need to be in an environment and there is someone who does not judge us, who as we just said before, who can give us this warm blanket, um, who doesn't know even our circumstances, doesn't know who we are outside, Of that Mm -hmm. practice so this person will not be judgmental judgmental will not have feelings for us even because you know friends and family also can be there for you but they have feelings for you so they always have a bit their own agenda now professional coach or therapist does not have her own agenda so she can really just be there fully for you
0: yeah and I like you mentioned like that weekend we can definitely 100% solve our problems alone. And I was always the kind of person, I think it really also depends on the culture you come from, right? Like uh, we both come from Europe, uh, which used to be communist at some point. And even me, I was born uh, a year before the communism ended. So I didn't really experience it, but I, I believe it's really like, my parents, they were brought up, they lived during the regime. So it's really, I think it depends on the culture you come from. So uh, my point was that uh, when I was growing up, there was no going to therapist or no going to coach. Like I had to deal with my problems alone. And I am happy to say I always managed, but some, sometimes it was really in a painful way doing crazy stuff to solve my problems. And, um, so i think there is very fine line between like uh finding the balance like where we are confident and strong and capable to solve our uh, challenges ourselves and then when we cross the line when we actually could benefit from a help but we keep still doing it ourselves and not not getting anywhere like being in a circle stuck and not not just getting um anywhere so it's uh, what i wanted to Ask was the next question was actually uh there is sometimes this notion that we should sort our problems alone. Like we don't need help from anybody. And I think this can be s- uh, stronger in certain cultures than in others. But mm-hmm. like, what would be uh your thoughts about this when somebody Uh, feel stuck like they're dealing with the similar problems like years and years and they still feel like i can do it alone i am fine i don't need a therapist Uh, i don't need a coach what are your thoughts
1: about this oh that's an interesting question you ask um yeah there can be a few reasons but the most important to investigate then is you might have a reason not to change (laughs) um we call it the Benefit of the sickness um, in in Dutch the ziektewinst, which means sometimes people have a reason to maintain their complaints. Maybe somewhere that thing that we want to change actually don't want to change because somewhere it's also comfortable. And sometimes that comfort we hate it, but at the same time this is our safety. This is what we learn to survive it. So um our negative patterns are sometimes also our survival skills so let's not forget we don't want to get rid of our survival skills we need them at least we think we need them we don't but (laughs) somewhere in our life we needed it and it takes some time and braveness to realize one we don't need it anymore and two there can be something else coming instead but to build up that new safety and that new trust of a new pattern, new behavior, that's not easy. So I guess this is why people get stuck and this is where they need a professional a or cultural therapist who can help them feel safe to actually make that step and change. Mm-hmm. You recognize that, Susanna. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and I, I so appreciate uh, that you mentioned that um, some behaviors we have we have them for a reason and i i really agree with this like that any behavior any pattern even if it might seem from outer perspective completely A crazy or nonsense or unhealthy from the person perspective it's a result of something and it's making sense for that person as a reaction maybe something happening in the childhood or some kind of reaction the way the person was brought up so even like us as like we are viewing the person maybe we are in a relationship with a person we said this is so unhealthy why he is doing it this way it doesn't make any sense from mm-hmm. his or her perspective, it makes perfect sense. And I think when we yes. realize this, like in the relationship, uh, in romantic relationship and in general, it's kind of when we realize that every person has that uh, baggage from life and they created yeah. strategies. Yeah. And when, then I think we start feeling more empathy and love. And it's, it's a way yes. to solve the conflicts.
1: Yeah. You're you're totally right. Uh, I would like to add one more thing that I had to to think of. There can be, for example, another reason why people get stuck. They kind of know that they should live their life different, and they are really annoyed by their patterns. Uh, however, they might not feel worthy enough to. They don't. Might, they might not feel that they deserve the change. So, um, if you're missing this fundamental self-worth because maybe you were not loved, maybe it was told you you got conditional love, it was told to you that you don't deserve attention, you don't deserve care. So if you grow up with that feeling, even if you wanna change anything in your life, you will not succeed. So then that's the first step also with the cultural therapist to learn to love yourself and learn that you do deserve to change
0: we all have blind spot and when we work with a therapist or a coach this helps us to see the blind spot because we live certain way like 20, 30, 40 years that's how we always live and it's kind of logical that there are things we don't see and once there is a coach and as you mentioned the coach is Uh, not personally involved in your story the coach is there to hold your space to support you to believe in you but it's uh, not like bringing all these like personal things then it can be really eye-opening to see like wow I haven't noticed this
1: very 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 good point thank you susanna really good yes indeed it happens to us too therapists coaches we are also humans the same thing happens to us sometimes we have blind spots and we don't realize things so you really need another person to confront you Let's call it a loving confrontation, but that it's really necessary.
0: Enike, what lifts you up uh, when you feel down, when you feel all sorts of negative emotions and when you feel like you just want to lie in the bed, eat chocolates and watch romantic movies?
1: <laughs> yes, that's that's a good question. Um, Because yes, indeed, we therapists and coaches, we can also feel just as down and small as a little kid and just feel just as the same as our clients and just hide under the blanket and feel sorry for ourselves uh, and see no way out. So it's, it's a very human emotion, a very human feeling to feel hopeless and miss someone and hope that someone will come and solve our problem. So in that moment, uh, I guess uh, one of the most important is I allow myself to to feel like that. Indeed, just stay under the blanket, just go for a sleep or cry a big and, and complain to a friend. Um, and then to lift me up, it really helps me if I put myself in a different role. So let's say I'm down because I felt down because of something happened with a friend and I try to quickly look up a role in which I can feel my value again. And I, if I can feel my value again, for example, um, take my kids to the cinema or um, have a nice conversation with another friend or um, just go and work. So feel myself in a role where I remember who I am and remember that I am actually capable. So that feeling of capable will help me to forgive myself for the mistake that I have made in another role so basically activating myself it can also be just going for sports or do something for myself to really feel this self-care self-love um but feel something that I actually can do help me to get out of the incapable passive role mm-hmm. I love this
0: Uh, and I think um, I kind of never thought of it in the words you use like to change the role because I often say just start doing something different like completely different like you mentioned the exercise but I really like how you uh mention and use the word role like that if uh, maybe I felt that something as a business uh, lady then I do something as an amazing wife and like this shift uh, I think it, it's a great tip and I will also share it in the show notes so women okay. who are listening can have it at their fingertips and they can try it out um, next time and another question which I want to ask you it's if there is one thing you would like the women who are listening to this podcast or watching uh, the interview on the YouTube, if there is one thing you would want them to do now as a as a result of listening, as an action now, as an action uh-huh. to do something about their future, what, do, what would that be?
1: All right. So let's say um, it's morning and you're ready for your day. You just listen to this podcast and you would like to activate yourself. So why not sit down, take that coffee or tea <laughs> and take a moment of time out. Exactly. I have it too. And take this little acknowledgement. Let's say, give yourself three acknowledgements, something you are grateful or you're satisfied in your life. And give yourself that hug, that love that you you achieved it that you did it. Observe how you feel. Maybe you feel hey, but something is missing. So give attention also to that. So what is missing? What exactly needs to be done? And how come that has not been done yet? So take start with the acknowledgement and then take it into a reflection. Like a little mini mindful moment in which you turn your attention inside. But you start from this loving, caring position and then you make some action notes. Mm. And thank you for sharing this.
0: And I am definitely uh, with you on this. And uh, recently I had a coaching session with one of my clients. She's amazing. Mm -hmm. We have been together as a coach and coach for one and a half years. So I have seen her uh, journey and we were coaching uh, on productivity. And uh, this is like something what came out of the coaching was uh, we don't have to start our morning diving directly into the computer or rushing to the work. Uh, That's the way we were taught to do it. I think most of us but why not to take 1 hour or 10 minutes or in her case like she said now like she starts working at 11 why not if it works for you and it, it can give you so much more space. And I think it will make really huge difference if you start your day from that space of fe- feeling grateful, as you just uh, said, or like kind of reflecting on what's not feeling right, what could be better. And when we start from that space, like our energy is different, like throughout the day. So I'm really yes. grateful that you shared this and I hope that our amazing listeners are going to uh, give it a chance because it can feel we have no time, we have to send the kids to school, we have to start working, we have to prepare this and that. But often this actually, it feels counterintuitive, but it gives us more energy to do other things. So so thank you for sharing that. Yes. And Enike, anyway. where
1: any our
0: listeners can find you
1: all right uh, where can they find me you mean on on, on media social media on social yep. media or if they can find
0: you uh, even physically. I believe that you oh, okay. practice not only online, but physically. Yeah. If somebody heard this episode and they're like, oh, maybe I need to process this fear yes. or I need to process yeah. these emotions. And I think I might need a therapist. Maybe I can mm-hmm. talk to any Uh yeah. So how, how does it look like if somebody wants to reach out to you, where they find you? What is the process? So maybe you can
1: tell yeah. us a bit more about okay. it. But first of all, you can find me on Instagram. That's where we also met each other with Susanna. Um, coincidentally, today I'm starting a new series, which is going to be called The Home Therapist, <laughs> in which uh, I'm going to give tips and tricks to people to, to try to tackle their own stress, their own issues on their own. So try with that. And next to me, you find so much more inspiration on Instagram. Um, after that, you can find me On my website, which is anikohes psychotherapy.com. And how it goes is that you can book on my website an initial call, in the initial call, which is free of charge, it's a half an hour call in which you discover what you would like to work on then you can also indicate if you like to work online or if you like to work in one of my practices i'm located in two countries at this moment i see people in the netherlands in utrecht and in lisbon in portugal so you can choose your location you can choose if it should be an online session and in this first talk i will explain you how it works
0: Okay. Awesome. And I really, whoever is listening, I just really want to say, and I I feel like I'm repeating myself, but I think it's super important is that you don't have to do it alone. It's so much easier if you have a therapist coach by your side, and especially it's a person who doesn't judge you, who is there for you. And as I think it was um, Rich Litvin in his book saying, it's so beneficial even if you would talk to a lamppost, just talking and getting the things out. (laughs) So imagine if you have a real person in front of you who can actually, unlike the lamppost, talk back to you. So it's really amazing.
1: And especially a dedicated person like you and me, who we are passionate about our work. We will be passionate to help people we we love our jobs so we are really there for you for people outside um and uh, also because a therapist we already mentioned the benefits and the therapist and the coaches benefits but also one of them is showing an example like um sometimes you just need to learn a new behavior a new way of treating yourself and that love that we give to our clients you as a client can learn to give to yourself so that's also our example function
0: Mm. yeah thank you Enike for being here Uh, thank you for accepting accepting the invitation and it was my pleasure and I hopefully see you next time I hope you found this conversation useful the most important thing I like you to remember is that you don't have to do this alone Getting help from professional, be it a therapist or a coach, can be a game changer, as she will hold your space, will be absolutely non-judgmental and will help you to see and understand your blind spots. This episode was part of a mini-series focusing on coaching. Tune in for the next episodes when I'll bring you real-life coaching conversation with real women and join my next free group coaching session, which will be held in July. In the show notes, you will find a link when you can sign up for this free session and I hope I'm going to see you in there. Thank you for listening in today and let's say together, screw being unhappy. Let's say that every single day, especially when life is hard because happiness is our choice. So let's screw being unhappy and say yes to happiness. Let's go and let's do it. Until next time, with love, Susanna.